Hello and welcome back to The Break Room, a Superstore Fan Podcast. My name is Jordan Wiegand and I have with me today, Aylan Rowland. Hello. And Casey McGeorge. Oh, how's it going, everybody? Good. Going good. We only got uh, like five left of these, I think. It's mm, getting, yes. getting pretty thin. So today we're talking about episode 10 of season six called Depositions, directed by Betsy Thomas, written by John Kazlaukas. Aired February twenty fifth, twenty twenty one, on it uh, on NBC. Alrighty, with Carol's lawyer at cloud nine to depose the employees, Jonah tries to ease Glenn's nerves. Mateo and Lissandra's help hiding the details of his work arrangement, while Dina grows concerned about Garrett's behavior at customer service. Uh, initial thoughts. I thought this was good. I thought I actually really enjoyed this one. It made me laugh more than some of the other episodes. Um, and I think it kind of sets up the maybe the Dina and Garrett uh, mm-hmm. finale type stuff, you know, uh, where we're going to build up to. Again, this was, I think, the one that was written. I think this was the last one written before they knew they were canceled. Right. So that may not have been the overall plan to end on, like, uh, Garrett and Dina. But I think that uh, I think that might be where we're headed here. Um uh, especially if we don't get America back, I, I think that might be the the uh, the love story that ends on the high note here. But I enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I liked um, most of the storylines, and yeah, uh, I actually laughed more. I think during this one too, I la- especially liked a lot of the Glenn and Jonah stuff. I thought mm-hmm. they were kind of surprisingly a good uh, comedic pair in this episode. I thought it was okay. Um, one storyline really kind of piqued my interest. The other ones uh, were very cringeworthy for me and led to more frustration on my part. So let's get into it. Let's start with let's start with Mateo. How much was your uh, hate meter at there? Uh, I see locks in Eugene. In the closet. Yeah, so, I, which I forgot who it was, right? Oh. I guess Eugene. You forgot about Eugene? Uh, the guy the guy who actually is supposed to be Glenn's mm-hmm. assistant. Yeah. Who was initially Amy's assistant uh, comes back because he is on the books for being the assistant. Uh, he comes back to uh, get his deposition because um, they believe he's the assistant for the manager, and Mateo freaks out. Now, while I 100% can understand why Mateo would freak out in this situation, right? Eugene seems like a very nice guy, and Eugene looks like he's going to tell the truth. Uh, so while I do understand it, uh, I don't excuse the felony kidnapping on Mateo's part. Yeah, let's talk a bit about Mateo's. Uh, it's not kidnapping if you don't know you're ki- you're kidnapped. I think that's totally wrong because there's t- tons of kids out there that have been kidnapped by people uh, that have no idea they're kidnapped. So uh, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Mateo, uh, very off the mark there. Locked him in a closet. Yeah, 
That's what happened. Did he get Sandra involved to help him keep Eugene locked in the closet? Yeah, I quite like uh, Eugene, though. I remember him, you know, he's been in a small bit in a decent number of episodes here and there. Um, yeah, I was happy to see him back. I was happy to see him. He's one of the side characters that he's never really, like, I don't know. I think he might be the only nice, innocent, oblivious mm -hmm. person in the store <laughs> who's not also, like, ever mean, you know. Um, so, yeah, it was kind of nice to see him again. Because I had forgotten about him, too, in the sense of um, being Glenn's assistant. I, I will be honest. I will take you guys' word for it. As far as I know, I'm not even sure if that's the same person or the same person's name who was supposed to be the assistant from whenever that was initially struck up. It's been that long since it was brought up. Right. Yeah. And when it happened, it didn't make that much of an impression because it was mm -hmm. just more to get Mateo into that situation. I felt really bad for Eugene. Like you said, he does seem uh, like a very nice, innocent person here, especially when, as he we find out later, as he's locked in the closet all day long. He made the best of it. <laughs> he ends up redecorating. He ends up re redecorating mm -hmm. Mateo's broom office, as I call it. Which, two things. A, uh, I'd be very upset because I'd have been hungry and thirsty. And at some point, I'd have had to use the bathroom. And I can't because I'm stuck in a broom closet. Two, if I'm Mateo, even though I'm technically not even supposed to be employed there, I'd be quite upset that I'm stuck working in a damn broom closet. Yeah, well, I don't know. I, there's only so much you can do with him. To make it make sense why he's in the store, you know, uh, and then sort of also in a sense of kind of hiding that he's working at the store. So, you know, I'm just saying that the fact that his office is a is a actual closet. Yeah. Yeah. Um, although it did. It looked quite amazing after Eugene redecorated it. <laughs> And, and the fact that they still keep all of the janitorial stuff in that closet while he he supposedly quote unquote works mm -hmm. in there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, and, and like I said, the fact that there was felonious kidnapping involved there, that once again, Mateo is just concerned about himself is just a little frustrating for me. So wait, where is your um, meter at this week then? Probably like a six or a seven, especially mm -hmm. because he ended up roping Sandra in to get involved in this, mm -hmm. to help him out. So now he's he's got other co-conspirators who are going to serve felony jail time for his actions. How about the uh, fact, though, that he starts asking the questions to him through the door? Well, that was brilliant from Sandra. <laughs> yeah, that was a good idea. I was... I. Um, it makes Eugene feel better, he, right? That he, he gave his deposition. Right, yeah. He's not going to go mm -hmm. talk. And uh, yeah. Mateo gets around it by giving his deposition as Eugene by not lying under oath, by saying, like, talking in the third person, saying Eugene, for, you know, Eugene is this, right. Eugene is that. Oh, no, that'd still be lying under oath. There, there's still more felony counts that would go. Well, just uh, for that the would, that would episode. Yeah. And then uh, I liked the first. Um, 
you know, what was it they asked? Where were you born? Uh, as the first question. And Eugene's just like, oh, well, it's a very interesting story. So I'm sure those answers took all day long. Oh, yeah, very too. interesting story. He was born with a white mother and white father. Uh, just yeah. <laughs> so so interesting. What, in Jefferson City, Missouri yeah. or something? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, ooh, okay. Yeah. It's, it, like I said, and I can understand why he did it. Um, so, so the reasoning behind it, you know, isn't lost on me. But the the fact that Mateo shows that he just simply only cares about himself still. Yeah, I did like the other sort of within this storyline. You know, Mateo talking about getting his ankle monitor off. Um, I liked that he was looking at shoes to wear boots. Um, yeah, to yeah, he might boots be a boot person every, now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And every single person is like, no, you're, you're not a boot person. <laughs> He's like, I could be. <laughs> no. um, which did make me laugh, which was nice. Because, yes, yeah, so, uh, very so often Mateo, uh, for all of his snark, doesn't really get that kind of a laugh out of me. So I, I did like that. And then I did like how they pretended to open the door, finally. <laughs> Him and Sandra. They were just kind of like making noises, mm-hmm. and then he finally just pulls the door open. I thought it was going to be really stuck there at that point. I thought they were going to have an issue getting it open. That would have been a good twist. And it would just like end with like Eugene still in the closet at the end of the episode. But yeah, that was pretty much it. Yeah, right? not much to it say. It was a pretty simple. One. Yeah, it was a pretty simple storyline, but. So next, let's go to uh, Mick Fox here, Dina and Garrett. So uh, Dina and Garrett are, are going to do some laser tag. Cool. I'm, I'm guessing. I'm guessing Missouri there is not taking COVID very seriously. If there's an indoor laser tag thing going on, but hey, whatever. It, it, each state does their own thing. So th- they're going to do some laser tag and some other things. Garrett's a little concerned. Because he doesn't want to, he doesn't want to, uh, he doesn't want it to be a date. Yeah. Yeah. He doesn't want to go against, uh, the rules set forth. So yeah, he's a little, little leery on that, but they decide to count it as foreplay, which they, they said they've been turned off by weirder things or they, <laughs> they both say they've been turned on by weirder things. So short, sure, whatever floats their boat. And as long as it ends in sex, it's yeah. not a date, right. which is really funny. <laughs> uh, maybe I'm just wrong. Maybe I'm weird and backwards here. I thought that was kind of the purpose of most dates. Well, it depends on, I, I think that just depends on who you are. <laughs> or the hope. I thought that was, the possibility or hope for most dates was that the hope that the date would end in sex. Although, you know, again, in Dina and Garrett's case, that's just uh, them not wanting to think about the just hanging out with, with each other could be as much fun as them just having sex, <laughs> of course. But anyway. Dina starts getting jealous because she sees Garrett talking and or laughing with some uh, older ladies at customer service because that's part of his job. <laughs> right. 
And Cheyenne is the one who kind of brings it forward to her that uh, she probably uh, is starting to develop feelings for him. Which, thank goodness, somebody had to do it. <laughs> oh, also, we uh, we forgot to mention, uh, that was the day that Mateo was supposed to get his ankle monitor off. Which, in all fairness, I kind of forgot about. Yeah, I forgot about his ankle monitor as well. Um, and, you know, a- until they said something. <laughs> yeah, it's only been brought up once. And then, I, I, I don't know, uh, with some of those things, like, they... they you you only have a certain distance you can go or certain locations, so that's kind of not making any sense because he can't really work based on his situation. But they can probably see he's going to work. But I don't know. It's another topic. So Cheyenne ends up helping Dina recognize that she's starting to develop feelings for Garrett, which I didn't expect to come from Cheyenne. But yeah, you get surprised every now and then. Pushing her maybe in the right direction. Dina gets very jealous, puts out an email to everybody about, you know, no dating customers or anything. Justine, who we love, <laughs> decides to uh, think she's vibing with Garrett. That was great. You know, I could kind of... Uh, oh, don't say it. I could kind it. of see that happening. Don't. Oh, you said it. No, you can kind of see no, that never. happening. You would be surprised what people will do. I just remember, just for a quick example of when in the break room one time, Justine said something just really off the wall. I don't remember what it was. And Garrett's face was like, uh, and he said, oh, cool info. And he looked so disturbed. Okay. So, and maybe it hasn't happened to you guys. You guys have never had a situation where you find out two people have been hooking up behind everyone's back, but they give a completely different public persona to everyone no but i feel like the show's already covered that with dina and garrett so i think the fact that i don't think garrett (laughs) would actually do anything with justine yeah but they never gave well no i'm not saying i'm not saying they were because he was obviously been hooking up with dina but i'm saying i could see maybe especially now that possibly happening you never know we also find out dina emailed all of garrett's exes uh, Jesus Christ. Yeah, she really was jealous in this. <laughs> and she did that. That's fatal attraction psycho chick mm-hmm. stuff, man. Yeah. She didn't want anybody else to have him. Yeah, that's why you don't uh, join a thruple with uh, somebody you used to hook up with. <laughs> <laughs> How the hell did she get access to his email to email all of his exes, too? Uh, probably from the app, right? Uh, don't they? They can observe everything in there. Maybe they have an email link in there that she's able to then access all. Their yeah, maybe like them. she found them on his Facebook, who know, or something. <laughs> she she wasn't playing around, you know. Oh <laughs> uh, well, yeah, because she snapped at Cheyenne too. Remember when Cheyenne's like, "Yeah, you know, that makes sense. Why you like him? He's nice and cute and funny." And she's like, "Well, he's off limits, Cheyenne." So she doesn't want anyone else to have him. I will, I will say, though, I also like Cheyenne's line here about Isaac with the uh, she asks about Brett needing uh, Brett needing off for 
I forget what he said, but you know, uh, a personal issue and his sciatica, yeah. I think. And, um, oh, yeah. she asked if that, that was a real, a real thing? thing or if it's like Isaac needing to visit his like Mandalorian on Fridays or something. <laughs> yeah. Also, Cheyenne's hair looked bomb in this episode. Random female like observation, but back to Dana. <laughs> well, speaking of Cheyenne, real quick, uh, if you go to Nicole Sakura's Vimeo page, she's got a couple short movies that she's done um, on there. They're like five minutes long. They're really good. Oh, really? Um, yeah, I, I, I was on the subreddit and I found it, and then. Uh, I've watched both of them. Like I said, they're maybe five, ten minutes long each. Um, she plays multiple characters in each of them. Um, and and I, I, I enjoy them. Uh, so give that a give that a glance if you got like 10, 15 minutes free and, and want to check it out. Cool. She helps Dina realize that she has feelings for Garrett. She brings up that she was stuck between Bo and some other dude uh, in high school. Which, in all fairness, I keep forgetting she's not too long out of high school. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> she ends up telling Bo, and Bo took a poop in the guy's car, or the guy's mom's car, or whatever. And yeah. uh, the best line from the show, Cheyenne, I had such high hopes. And <laughs> I have truly no idea what to take from that story, courtesy of Dina. And the way she said it and the look <laughs> on her face when she tells Cheyenne this is fantastic. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Even Dina was stumped by what to say. <laughs> but Cheyenne did bring it back around when she tells him ultimately that, like, hey, tell Garrett how you feel. And if he's not willing to go poop in Brian's car, then there's no reason to continue on with it. So in a roundabout way, it's one of those things that makes sense. Reminds me of a joke I heard from a comedian talk about instead of the phrase hope springs eternal, uh, his buddy thought the phrase was hope springs and turtles. And the guy was able to make make that line make sense. But he was also high, so it made it even worse that the guy was high when he made the line make sense. And then that's when we get the fact that we find out she emailed all of his exes and then Garrett says, I'm out. He knew it was going to be weird and fun, and it's now trending more towards weird. This is right when she was actually going to say all of her feelings, mm-hmm. too, and see what I know. he says. So uh, it was interesting that, you know, he was able to get it out first, and um, I guess this gives Dina her answer right now, but I do think we'll come back around to this stuff as it goes mm-hmm. on. Uh, but, yeah, it, it, it was a little too weird for Garrett. He was originally hesitant to begin with anyway. We remember that a whole episode. It took forever mm-hmm. for him to agree because he was worried about his feelings, you know. It took it took Jonah to come up and, and basically he's talking to Jonah to tell him basically what do you like? There's no feelings involved. You know, it's just sex. Like what's the what's what, you know, what's Should the be bad easy. Port, port of this? Yeah. Yeah. Right. And I can understand his thoughts here because that's that's a major invasion of privacy right there. And like your personal space, to, it, it'd be one thing if they were serious and she went and emailed all his exes. It'd still be an invasion of privacy. But if they're just them together and they're serious, that'd be one thing where you can maybe understand why she did it. But when it's just supposed to be laser tag that ends in sex... 
after a black light fell on a kid, and that's why it was closed for a year. Because Dina forgot about COVID. <laughs> um, but yeah. Yeah, that that's definitely that's definitely a little too much. Mm-hmm. I do think, yeah, we'll probably uh, come back to that in, in some fashion. I think it's, my thing is, I think it's just going to be somehow brought up between one or both of them, and then I think it's just going to get, like, blurted out from either. Actually, I think Dina is going to do it. But, I don't know, we'll just have to see. That she likes him, you know. Do you think we'll see Brian the vet again? Mm, Possibly. To maybe finish up that storyline, maybe. So that then... You know, we can see what happens with Jess Garrett and Dina before the finale finale. And he's supposed to be out for months, right? So uh, yeah, maybe mm-hmm. maybe they just break up over the phone. <laughs> <I don't know>. <laughs> <laughs> or, depending what they do in the next five episodes, maybe uh, maybe she starts. You know, she she confesses her feelings. She starts to, you know, they start to get a little more serious and Brian the vet makes a surprise return home and kind of walks in on them. And that's how he finds out that there's more going on than just the sex, which typically is something like you'd see in a typical sitcom of, you know, someone coming home early and walking in on. Yeah, but instead they're walking (laughs) on them like eating dinner or something like a date (laughs) instead of sex. (laughs) Yeah. Or like cuddled up on the couch or something. Oh, my God. I know, is Dina capable of cuddling? That idea right now is baffling to me. (laughs) No, she, remember, she kind of did after the, uh, the birds there. Yeah, it's just a weird, uh, it's just a weird concept. After they hooked up, after, uh, he he let her birds go, they were kind of on the couch during one of the things, and I think they were, I think she was... Wasn't she eating a sandwich? she was yeah. She was eating a sandwich, and I think she was waiting for uh, him to be ready for like round number two or three or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Should be um, interesting though. I was surprised a little that Dina was that ready to go, even tell him about her feelings. I don't know. Were you guys surprised? I mean, I know Cheyenne had just talked to her, but I Let guess me just say I, I was just actually such... spoiled on that, so it wasn't a surprise oh, to really? me. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I saw people on but. Twitter talking about it before I watched the episode. You've got to stay off Twitter, Jordan. Before these. I'm on there for all this other stuff. You know, oh, I, no. I, I don't expect to see all this uh, Superstore stuff sometimes. <laughs> yeah, and I don't know how the muting works, so I don't even bother. Mm-hmm. Like, if I get spoiled for something, I get spoiled. <laughs> but I did see, they did put out the clip of her and Dina of... Uh, Dina and Cheyenne talking where, where she told them, you know, about the pooping in the car and everything. So that kind of led me to believe that eventually she was going to try and tell. Oh, okay. Yeah. What a weird scene to release. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, really? Like, that's the perfect example of out-of-context Superstore yeah. uh, clips for non-fans to watch. <laughs> Well, no, it, like the the scene actually makes sense because it starts at the beginning of the conversation where, you know, she talks about, 
it starts at the beginning where the email was put out. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, so it, the, the whole scene, like the whole two-minute scene of whatever that was released, starts with them coming up, Dina, what's with this email, blah, blah, blah. Oh, okay. Oh, I thought we were vibing. And, and so, there's like, it's not just like, it, it's not just like a 10-second thing where, you know, oh, go if he's not willing to poop in his car, then, you know, you have an answer. <laughs> yeah. Like, that, that would be out of context completely. That but. would be funny. <laughs> Although right. with what they've kind of shown, how they feel about uh, the show, I, I wouldn't. It wouldn't surprise me if that's all they ended up putting out at some point. Um. All right. Any last things about Dina and Garrett? Are we good to move on to Glenn and the main deposition part? And Carol's lawyer. Yeah, th- this woman's in everything. I-, I swear she's in almost every oh, show really? I've seen. Have you seen her before? <laughs> all the time. <laughs> All the time. And each time I have to look her up and remember what her name is. Uh, <laughs> uh, so, yeah, they, you know, they, they basically at the beginning of the, the, the cold open shows them, hey, uh, Carol's lawyer is going to be here and depose everybody who was working the day. She was electrocuted, blah, blah, blah. And then, well, here's one of the issues I had. Where not the fact that Carol's still there in the break room where they're going through all this, but the fact that they're just putting flat out, if you could, if you can kind of deflect the blame from Cloud Nine in like such a public way, if that makes sense. Uh, like I forget mm-hmm. the actual quote, which I'm sure there probably might be some legal issues with tampering and, or some other things there. So I don't know, but it's just a little frustrating. The fact that they're just blatantly trying to get people to lie or finesse the truth. There's the fact that Carol's there and she has a little thing. Uh, uh, Carol's just kind of sitting there like, oh, you guys are talking about me. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> yeah. I like that. Um, yeah, because they were all talking about her and you expect her to not be there. And then they just like pan over and she's there. But she loves it. You can tell that she's loving. Oh yeah, she loves people um, talking about her. She's like, is this how their whole day is going to be? <laughs> yeah, and she smiles and she's like, oh, I'm going to hate this. You know, yeah. She's living for that. For sure. But from there, we then we find uh, you know, Glenn. Does it go from there to Glenn? You, you know, running into Jonah and then he starts to kind of offer to help him. Oh, yeah. With, uh, uh, Jonah shows to... what a lawyer would do, right? That they would, mm-hmm. you know, leave some silence so Glenn fills the silence. Uh, right. All that kind of stuff. And it works on Glenn. He just starts going off on Jonah when they're practicing <laughs> about that how he was, even had yeah. used to have a body like Jonah. Look at your future, <laughs> yeah. you know, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, that was one of the first. Yeah, I, I don't know why I liked that so much. I just thought that was... And Jonah's just sitting there like, okay, uh, we've unleashed some things. <laughs> and Glenn is clearly not not ready <laughs> to go talk to the lawyer, but it is what it is. Which I think everyone can understand because this is the same guy who can't talk to a guy with a name mm-hmm. tag on and give him a different name. Right. <laughs> and this is where I, I I really had my issues was once again 
all we're getting is the stupid Hugh Grant bumbling Jonah thing again. Like every week is pretty much wash, rinse, and repeat. Or at least that's what I see of Jonah bumbling, stumbling around with what he says, putting his foot in his mouth, uh, stumbling over his words, and so you on mean and with, so forth. Uh, the lawyer, right? Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Well, and looking back at it too, it seems like it's he literally, literally. I mean, it's true when he goes back and talks to people in the break room. From what I remember i mean it's not even that he took something she said and like said it the wrong way he literally just said glenn is incompetent (laughs) you know because he said somebody like glenn you know you don't expect to be able to do that no but i totally Um, understand what he means anyway he didn't really mean incompetent incompetent as much yeah i mean sure that's how she took it but like it comes across the fact if you're gonna let somebody that's not like uh you know, a lot of times with machinery, they have somebody come in and they would actually have right. somebody familiar with the software, familiar with the model, make the change. So I think it is mm-hmm. a lot asking for Glenn uh, or anybody. Like like Jonah points out, like, hey, would you be able to tell me where the motherboard on this is or the, you know, like. <laughs> yeah. Typically, typically what they might do is they might send a, there. There might be a technician for a large area. And they might each door might send like say one or two people to get trained on what they're supposed to do with right. This, and right? apparently they never so they provided might, training anyway, as Jonah points out. They, yeah, they might go up there for training, and then you know they're the ones who's supposed to do it. But even outside of that, the aspect of uh, it, it might be required to be fulfilled by certain job positions. But if it's not, it might be something where you choose one or two people. Would you choose Glenn to be that one person? Glenn is up there in age. He's partially diabetic. He goes into his little juice comas, which we find out later, is why he ends up having to fill in everybody's time for a week because he spilled juice on the time clock when he wasn't supposed to have any. Mm -hmm. Um, He's not very technologically savvy. Um, And he kind of is not really the person... uh, He's not the kind of person that you would expect would be really into that and possibly be able to able do that. to or capable mm-hmm. of of getting involved with that. So I, I can understand Jonah's thoughts and comments of, you know, someone like Glenn, because I, I wouldn't it, on the outside looking in. No one would expect someone like Glenn to be the guy to have to deal with that thing. Right. And, of course, the girl doesn't uh, know Glenn, so she doesn't know how he is. She's just going to jump all over the fact that, you know, of what Jonah said and insinuate that there's a competence issue. Um, Which, in all fairness, without context, yeah, there, there might be a competence issue. Mm-hmm. Um, and her job is to find how it happened and who is responsible for that happening. Right. Um, it, you know, people may not like it, but ultimately that's their job. It's just like uh, a lot. You know, I listen to a lot of true crime podcasts and various things, and a lot of these murders and people who do horrible crimes uh, under our law are still entitled to a defense in court. A lot of times, it ends up being a public defender, and people have all kinds of comments and get mad about uh, the defenses that they put up. And some of them might be a little slimy. 
but they're still entitled to have some sort of a defense. You can't just yeah. send someone up for something and not, mm-hmm. you know. So ultimately, they're still just doing their job. Uh, um, so. And then uh, he basically ends up telling everyone in the break room about his bumbling, stumbling words, because that's all Jonah does every week. Um, Glenn hears that he feels he's incompetent. Um, and rightfully so, his feelings are hurt. Uh, and then we get montage after montage of yes. everyone trying to think of good things to talk about Glenn to the lawyer, and none of them can really have any. Um, Marcus is there. We have Marcus back. So I'm obligated to give my weekly reminder that he poops in the shower and stomps it down the drain. Marcus, who keeps, he pretty much just like is rattling off who he thinks is the most um, like capable in the store or something. <laughs> yeah, that may that may have been like the best part of the episode where he starts, he's asking for a whiteboard because he starts ranking everybody and sliding other people and then he's trying to figure out where he's at depending on the day and various other things. Mm-hmm. And then I think uh, Cheyenne says, like, Glenn, well, he makes phone calls. Um, I think that's all she says. Dina is just, you know, completely tongue-tied, can't think of a thing. Uh, well, they, I mean, they have kind of a combative thing anyway, so... Yeah, that's what I mean. What is she really going to say? Um, but, yeah, I, uh, I like that. I like it any time that they do those montage, you know, sequences because it adds like a little different type of energy <laughs> to a storyline. Yeah. And, and as I've said many times before, Glenn is a great person, but he's a, he's kind of a horrible manager. Yeah. He uh, has his share of moments for sure. <laughs> so eventually Jonah tries to come in and save the day, still bumbling and stumbling, which uh, with the robot. I, I can understand why he tried to save the day, but um, he really had no right or reason to barge into that private deposition meeting. Yeah, and then he um, points out uh, that, like, no one else can really, you know, say or do anything about the robot. And uh, then doesn't Glenn, he just interrupts him, doesn't he? And he just says that he... Uh, watched YouTube videos or something to, or, um, yeah. or the videos to know how to, for the training to work on the updates or something. Yeah. And I like the misdirection there because he's got this calendar with ducks on it, which, <laughs> hey, I'm all for the duck calendar. It's pretty cute. Uh, and he's got all these things and times highlighted, and we don't ultimately find out until afterwards that those highlighted things on a calendar all the days and times that he has eventually uh, did his required maintenance and updates. That's a lot of maintenance and updates for that thing. <laughs> well, it's also a new item, so you can imagine as they start having issues, they're probably pushing patches out on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. I would imagine that thing would have plenty of issues, too, considering it was thrown from the roof. <laughs> yeah, right. true. How many years has it been with this thing? Was it season four? Uh, a couple, right? 
Yeah, probably. I think it was season four, right? Is that the poster where they where they have yeah. the robot coming down? Or yeah, because they were all like had little thing weapons in their hands to like destroy it. Yeah, I think you're right. You know, adding to the fact that with, as with a lot of new items, usually uh, with every update that you make, it ends up breaking something else, which then means you have to fit, push out like another hot fix or an update. Um, and then add into the fact that it was supposed to be a cleaning robot initially, and now it's also like doing sanitizing stuff as well. So there may be, there may be something where they had to push that update out and then it may go through different cycles of maybe now it's cleaning the floors and doing whatever at one time. And then he might have to change the liquid in it. And now it's going out sanitizing you know so so it's going back and forth between the two unless it's a completely different robot that has two different canisters of stuff and two different settings that you can set it from and that thing is big too that robot <laughs> so i would imagine it yeah it has a lot of what, what was the purpose of the cloud nine lawyer there I assume oh, they would the have guy. to be. Uh, yeah, someone to represent them. The I guess. Co- the, well, the company. Yeah. Yeah, even though he really wasn't saying anything. Well, until no, because once once he could pin it on question. once they could pin it on Glenn, it no longer is Cloud Nine uh, liable. I guess is what he's trying True. to say. He's like, it sounds like it's not a Cloud True. Nine issue, but a Glenn issue. You know, he was looking mm-hmm. for an out as well. So. Yeah. Right, because then Hannah was like. Oh, uh, yeah, it's not your turn to ask questions, but I like that question, so I'll ask it. But, yeah, Glenn admits to uh, doing the updates, and that was kind of that. Keeping meticulous records on his updates, too, is what kind of saved him. Right, yeah. Just goes to show you, kids, that you should always write down notes. (laughs) Yeah, keep your records. Yeah, keep your records. Um, It might save you one day. But I guess that's really it for the storyline, right? Uh, I mean, it's... Uh, yeah. Well, not really, because... Well, and then just Hannah at the end. No, even before that, uh, which I think may come back, that it might be a faulty robot and actually be oh. nobody's fault, because when they both end up sticking their hand yeah, in it, they, they end up getting shot. <laughs> yeah, that's right. So, depending on this, the situation, uh, they brought up that Carol ends up putting a, a, a screwdriver in there. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, which maybe they thought initially that might be why. Um, but they just end up reaching their hand in there and they both end up getting shocked from it. So maybe now it's more of an issue of a faulty robot. Right. Instead of... Them. Uh, yeah. An issue of who's liable. Which that, that may be an issue of going back to whoever made, created it. So on and so I forth. completely um, forgot about that, and I can't believe I did because that was another part that made me laugh. Uh, when Glenn was, uh, you know, when Jonah apologized to him, and then he goes, "Oh, you trust me? Prove it." <laughs> He's like, "Put your hand in the robot." Yeah, I'll do that later. Yeah. And then he <laughs> cursed, and I love it when they, yeah, and I love it when they do that because they bleep them out, but it's. Um, and then it happened to Glenn too. So yes, thank you, Casey. I forgot about that. <laughs> I can't remember because it was so long ago. Wasn't someone supposed to be with Carol? Like, wasn't didn't they have someone yeah. with Carol? Like, 
Wasn't that all day yeah. during that time because I of her so. issues or whatever? So how does she end up there by herself with the robot? If I'm remembering right, I could be wrong, but Yeah, I think I'll have to go back and rewatch that episode because now I'm curious um with with what they did with that. But yeah, that's pretty that that's pretty much it after the after they got electrocuted. We see Hannah just to close this out at the end there. Carol leaving, saying, I think, what, let's go get Marg's girl or something like that. And uh, she's talking to Jonah about him trying to save Glenn in there or whatever. And um, she's, like, about to leave, and she says, yeah, Carol, she's the worst. Which brings me to my only other other question on this is, because I had posted it on Twitter, but... Are we thinking, I know she said Carol is the worst, but I know she's not Carol, obviously. Carol is crazy and manipulative, but do we think that she could just be being a little nice to him for the sake of, uh, I don't know, I like, because she's maybe more on Carol's side than, I mean, I know she's defending her, but... Do we think there's something else there? No, maybe. Am I? <laughs> I? I think they were setting up for him to be moving on to maybe you Hannah know. or something. I know. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's like the vibe they give you, but I just, I couldn't tell if she, she seemed like she was being genuine. But I think she I was. Really know. I think the storyline's almost wrapped up. Um, if it does come, they can literally just wave it away the next episode if they wanted to. By saying mm-hmm. that it was the faulty robot, nobody was at fault, or there was a settlement with Carol, but not like for the absurd amount of price. But like, it's right. not no longer Glenn's yeah, fault. Yeah, she's talking about getting a boat. Right, it's no longer Glenn's fault. Mm-hmm. It, it's no longer <clears throat> Cloud Nine's fault. It, it, at most point, at most part, they could probably have a whoever gave them the robot. Right, it's not like Cloud Nine probably created mm-hmm. this thing, and it's before they had Zephra. Yeah. So. Um, it's probably some third party that produced this thing that they might be able to get something from or, or something. But I think the main ah, star- but I, I part of this is you done. Can, I don't think you can. I don't think you can count out Zephyr. Yeah. I think it still might. It could still possibly fall on Zephyr simply because Zephyr makes freaking boat propellers and various other things and a kidney <laughs> dialysis machine. Uh, I think. I think it would look. Sure. I think the robot would look a lot nicer if it was from Zephyr, though. <laughs> I think it's gonna look like that. Weird, weird conspiracy time. I think. Well, not really, because you can't really go for looks with that. You have to go more for function. Um, so they have to be able to piece it together more to do what it does instead of how it would look. But I think because I think remember I think we said that we thought there were cameras on the robot before. Mm-hmm. So yeah. m- maybe they made. My weird conspiracy thought is maybe they made the robot way back when it was first made to try and gather information about the various stores before they bought Cloud Nine. Yeah, I think we and talked think about that. Yeah, maybe maybe we'll find out it was a Zephyr product. Um, so it could still uh, it could still fall on Zephyr. Um, I do think she's being genuine. Um, but I will be honest, I'm also partial because I have a thing for redheads. So, <laughs> hey. I, I do want to yeah. say here, too, uh, I just looked up her <laughs> resume. Maria uh, Maria Thayer 
So she's in Superstores, Hannah. Um, she is uh, in AP Bio. Yeah. She was um. in episodes of... Uh, she was in an episode of Rest Development. She was in an episode of Brooklyn Nine-Nine. She was in two episodes of Gotham, which I just watched last year. Uh, so she's been <laughs> in, uh, she was in Review. That was a good TV show on Comedy Central. Um, so, yeah, she's been in a lot of episodes of shows TV. I've seen where enough where, like, I don't know her name, but I see her all the time and I'm like, oh, yeah, it's that mm-hmm. woman again. <laughs> Yeah, I love it when that happens because randomly enough, I've uh, been watching things where I've seen uh, the woman who plays Jonah's mother. She's uh, she's on a few uh, I've seen things. Jonah's father in everything recently. Really? Yeah. yeah. His mom was on Grace and Frankie and, yeah, and a, a few other things I've noticed. So they're definitely... Those actors, like you said, where you see them, you don't know their names, but you're like, yeah, that's that person. <laughs> and with that... Um, Golden Vest? Jordan, yeah, Golden Vest. Uh, I'm going to go Eugene. Oh, Not only nice. was he kidnapped, he was a good spirit about <laughs> it, and he actually uh, did some uh, decorating, and I thought it was just funny. So I'm going to go with Eugene today. Eugene, that's a good pick. Um, hmm. I mean, there weren't any big, big standouts, but I think I'm going to pick Dina for just another really more random reason, but she surprised me with how she was going to actually go up and talk to Garrett um, and be a human and talk about her feelings. So for a non-comedic reason, I want to give it to Dina. (laughs) I'll go with Cheyenne for helping Dina realize she has feelings for Garrett. Mm-hmm. And in a roundabout way, giving her the reason to go tell Garrett her failings and giving us the poop in the car story. Ugh. <sighs> the more things we learn about Bo <laughs> as time <laughs> goes on, I swear. <laughs> at least he doesn't. At least he doesn't shove it down the the shower, as far as we know. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, let, let me just go ahead here. We got the synopsis for next week, and then we got some fan feedback to read here. Um, deep cleaning is what's going to be airing on the day of the store. Uh, on the day of store 1217's first deep cleaning since the pandemic began, Glenn ropes Garrett into throwing a party to cheer up the employees. Dina needs Cheyenne's guidance when her ability to run the store is compromised. And Jonah tries to help Mateo impress Amy and Eric's parents. Oh, I cannot wait for that. That is going to be... Let me just say here, for all the people on Twitter that say, why must they put Amy in here, right? Uh, It's for clarity, because Jonah is trying to help Mateo impress Eric's parents. Eric is uh, Amy's brother. brother. Jonah used to date Amy, Mm -hmm. so he knows her parents. You know, like, it's really just nothing more than that, but... uh, yeah. Not only that, but Eric has only been in like three episodes. Right. Throughout the whole series. So if they just said Eric's parents, they wouldn't know. People, people might, it might not connect with a lot of people. Like, right. Know. Yeah. I'm glad to see Eric again. Um, well, we will be. That's so, and you throw Jonah into that mix. That should be <laughs> interesting. With their parents. I wonder if he's going to get roped into buying another horrible painting. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, my God. So I'm excited because I really didn't think we would be 
considering Amy's gone, I, I am glad they found, you know, a way to um, put her parents back in there. So that should be fun. Yeah, it worked out that they had the whole Eric storyline before she mm-hmm. left, I guess. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I got, yeah. A, I got a fan email here. We got another fan email. This is, uh, I shared it with you guys previously. It's just been so long since we record that uh, we haven't said it on the show yet. But uh, this is from Kyle in the UK. Hey guys, I am a huge fan of your podcast. I am, was late to the Superstore party and only started watching in January. That's kind of a constant theme here. Uh, because of them just adding it on Netflix. Uh, But since then, I have already watched from season one to five twice over, and I'm currently streaming season six as I live in the UK. I just wanted to get your thoughts on how you think the season finale will go. For me, the only way I will forgive the writers for breaking up Amy and Jonah so quickly uh, is if she comes back and somehow her and Jonah end up back together. Will there be a happy ever after? What is the ending you guys would want and this is going to tie into our uh fan predictions here for the series finale uh that was from kyle from the uk so thanks kyle for that email uh mm-hmm. i think aelin and i have been pretty on board with we want amy to come back here um non-amy and jonah i'd like to see dina and garrett i've been on that train since they started that storyline mm-hmm. uh glenn i just want him to retire happily and, uh, yeah. you know, other than that, uh, you know, Cheyenne and Bo, we might see with a spinoff. If that gets picked up, we don't know. But right. uh, I think <laughs> I think uh, Casey's been pretty clear. He does not care if Amy comes back. But uh, what is your hope for the series finale as a whole, uh, Casey? Yeah, outside of Samosa. <laughs> well, no, there's no outside of it. I really don't like I stand by I don't want her to come back. Um, no, I mean outside I of Amy yeah, at all. I mean, what, are you, what are you looking them, for for the yeah, family? With other Hold story. on, let, let me finish. I think other than fan service, it's not going to accomplish anything. Otherwise, I want it. I hope other people get some sort of a happy ending. I want. I think Glenn needs to retire. He obviously is not. Even though he he kind of proved a little bit otherwise this episode, he's not really capable of fulfilling that job anymore. He needs to go off into retirement. Uh, I think I would like to see Dina and Garrett end up together, but Dina end up running the store herself, but she needs to soften up a bit. And I I, I want to see other people have happy endings. I want to see Saeed have some sort of a happy ending. I want to see, even though I hope it doesn't necessarily lead to a spinoff, I want to see Cheyenne have some sort of a good ending. And most of all, I want to see Brett speak, damn it. <laughs> the, his final wish. Is that your final wish? I think I saw somewhere, might have even been on the subreddit. That, that would Brett be funny, though. Fun, that Brett should have, like, the last two, the, the final words of the series. Oh, that would be good. You know? Like, we finally hear him speak, and, like, that's it. But wait... During the tornado, doesn't he actually, like, curse or something, and we just obviously don't hear it because it gets bleeped out? Yeah, he says, oh, and then it gets bleeped out. Okay. But that's all we got from it. Yeah. Yeah. That would be good, though. Yeah. Nice touch. <laughs> um, and honestly, this is going to be weird. I don't know what they can do with Mateo. Um, yeah. 
kind of a hard. They just, um, uh, he's going to get married long, to Eric and get a green card here in a little bit, I guess. <laughs> but technically, he's not. He's not able to. Legally, he wouldn't be able to because he was here through legal means in the first place. So he wouldn't be legally able to get a green card to stay in the country. That. Yeah, it's just, it's kind of a hard uh, thing to, obviously, like, you cannot wrap that up quickly. Um, Maybe they grant him asylum because mm -hmm. of his thoughts on the leader of the Philippines, who is, is apparently not a very good person. Mm -hmm. um, that That's a possibility. Uh, but other than that, like, they, they've kind of put themselves in this weird corner with him. Right. I'm not sure what they can really do. Well, I'm assuming with his ankle monitor coming off, there's been some sort of progress there. Yeah. Um, it's been... Or it could be just maybe they've realized, like, he's not a threat to go anywhere. So, mm -hmm. plus, I mean, that stuff is expensive to maintain and upkeep. And a lot of times they make the person who's wearing it pay for that stuff. Really? I didn't know that. Yeah, like when you, if you get ankle monitors, it's it's a whole weird prison complex thing. Like especially like out here in California, if you get a DUI or multiple DUIs, you have to get like the ignition. Have you ever seen? Was it forty year old version? Yeah. Well, no, well, but uh, you, the, the ignition lock where you have to breathe into the ignition to prove you don't have alcohol on your breath. If that has to be installed on your car, that you have to pay for that, and you have to pay for the maintenance and the upkeep. And whatever fees that go along with it and with like with that it's not just like you do it once you breathe in it to to get the car started like you have to breathe into it every so often while you're driving as well so you might have to pull over breathe in it continuously again and and so on and so forth so that that's another way like a lot of people get railroaded with various things is they have to pay for the maintenance and upkeep and installation of a lot of these ancillary things so if I had to guess, Mateo's probably paying for that ankle monitor and the GPS and the battery upkeep and maintenance that goes along with that. And whoever's attorney is might have just been able to eventually say, hey, look, one, you might not be able to afford it. Two, he's obviously not going anywhere. Like if you see his routine that he's had for what, a year now? Yeah. Over a year. He probably goes to like the same eight places or something like do we really need to keep this on him? So. Um, so we have some fan predictions here for the series finale. And I, I want to ask where all this is coming from, too, because there's a, there's a few here that kind of have a lot of the same theme that I'm not sure where this is coming from. But we have Vinny here saying, I'm guessing the store gets shut down somehow. And Amy proposes to Jonah and Carol dies. That's kind of dark, Vinny. Uh, I don't think Carol's going to die. I'm pretty sure the Carol storyline's almost done here. I really think maybe next episode they hand wave it away. And uh, we've just learned as a manufacturer issue, there's nothing further need to be done on any of these parts. But uh, uh, this is what I'm talking about. I keep seeing people say about the store shutting down. And I just don't um, know why people would want that or where that even... Uh, the speculation yeah, of that comes from because they haven't done anything know. that egregious to get the whole, I mean, Walmart's done worse. Look it up, but right. <laughs> you yeah. know, like I just don't know. <laughs> yeah. I don't know where the concept is coming from for them closing down now. You know, I'm just saying spoiler if you get out now, but you know, we talked off here a little bit about 
some pictures that there might possibly be some kind of flood in the store um, from set pictures, but I don't see how that could shut the store down completely. You know what I mean? I don't know, but... <laughs> well, I, I, I say, one, maybe they're thinking the lawsuit carries on and either Cloud9 shuts down completely or that store gets shut down because they're responsible for it. Um, the store was also already supposed to have been shut down once. Um, the only reason it wasn't was because Amy had dirt on uh, the previous district manager and knew she was a cokehead. Remember, right. uh, she was at, they were at corporate, the corporate office, and they called and she was that store was supposed to be shut down. But when Amy gave the hints to her over the, the conference call, uh, she chose to shut down the other store, their rival store. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but this makes it sound like people want the Cloud9 workers to get the store shut down. And then all these people are out of a job. I just I can't see that right. being the end game here. Yeah. Three, it, it, as you say, Walmart's done worse. And I've talked about it before. There's several stores that were uh, developed, quote unquote, plumbing problems when they were a threat to unionize back in the day and literally shut down overnight. Like, they were shut down for a period of six to eight months or a year or something like that. Now, they gave them the opportunity to go to other stores, uh, mm -hmm. but sometimes those stores weren't within traveling distance, and then everyone ended up out of a job. But um, maybe maybe they're drawing on that realistic thing, and if the store develops, quote-unquote, plumbing problems that causes said flood, they have to shut the store down because if now there's flood damage and sewage and especially if it's an older building it might cost more it might cost more for them to do the maintenance to get everything fixed than, just, than it would be to either just close the store or to build a new store from the ground up mm -hmm. like depending how just kind of like a car like a, if a car gets totaled if it, if it costs more it's sure. going to cost more to fix the car than the car is worth and at some point they total the car maybe if there is a, a flood um, or something like that happens, the amount of money it would cost to get the store back up and running and in the code would be more than it would be to probably, to probably or possibly build a new store from the ground up. Yeah, so I'm not sure if people are talking about just this branch, but I think I've seen people trying to say Cloud9 as a whole goes under. Uh, I, I don't think they're building up to that. I think that would be... What the, is then Amy out of a job because she's corporate for mm -hmm. Zephra yeah. that oversees Cloud Nine? It, it's all yeah. it's all kind of like we we don't really know. Uh, look, uh, here's another one right here um, from Cloud Ninety Nine Mifflin. They take down corporate or successfully unionize. Glenn retires. Garrett confesses his feelings to Dina. Amy comes back. We get Samosa Endgame. Mateo's deportation troubles are resolved. And Cheyenne gets a promotion or new job. Um, I, I think the lot. unionizing stuff <laughs> is over with, right? I mean, I think they kind of mentioned yeah. that at the beginning of the season. So I, I just don't know if uh, that's going to come back up again um, either. I mean, it could have in maybe another season, you know, if that was a thing, <laughs> you know. But, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't think we have enough time for something to be set up with that again 
Uh, we have Gabby. Pretty positive Amy is going to be coming back. I think she'll come back because either the, the lawsuit, which I, I'm not sure of now. You know, this we asked this before the episode, people, everybody. Uh, or because yeah. Eric and Mateo are getting married or both. I'm hoping there will be some tension between uh, Amy and Jonah before they end up getting back together and moving out to Cali. I think either Glenn will retire or he'll start up Sturgis and Sons again. And Cheyenne has been following in Amy's footsteps for a while, so I think she'd either get a job outside of the store or she will take over for Glenn. Oh, man, if Cheyenne takes over for Glenn, we're in some trouble. (laughs) That store will burn to the ground. Jesus Christ. I think think Dina would be the successor to Glenn. Yeah. She, just like you said, she'd have to work on a few things, but she's more than capable of, you know, um, doing so. Uh, then we have uh, Maisie's Fumero saying, I can't see Amy coming back, but I can see Jonah get back in contact with her, whether that means they get back together or not. We have Ollie saying, Amy comes back, we all cry. Dina breaks up with the vet, and we get Garrett and Dina endgame. Jonah and the gang take down Zephra in a dramatic season one style walkout. There's a flood, and Jeff comes back with his boots. <laughs> Uh, we have Jeff. <laughs> yeah, we. I think Jeff is coming back. I think that was Jeff uh, is coming yeah. back. Yeah. <laughs> Superstore TV yeah. NBC, who we follow, say if America doesn't come back, then it ends with Jonah setting off for California, and hopefully the employees take down corporate somehow. See the theme I'm sensing here. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rick yeah. says I hope Amy returns and make things right with Jonah. I think in these final few episodes, Jonah's going to find a passion or something that leads him leaving the store. I think Garrett and Dina are going to end up together and there's going to be a setup for Bo and Cheyenne. There will be a time jump. So COVID will be over in the show by the time of the finale. That's what I hope. Um, oh, really? Oh, see, that's a nice thing that that person said because I didn't really... I mean, some people have kind of mentioned the idea of a time jump for the finale. I don't know if I'm expecting it, but that it's a good point because then we could see like all of them without a mask on. I mean, I know we see that in the store in the break room anyway but that would be uh, an interesting idea and we have elijah who listens to the show as well uh glenn takes an early retirement settlement dina picks garrett over the vet mateo gets the path to citizenship uh sandra's adoption of tony gets official and justine's mystery man is revealed and for the last fan prediction here we have uh, Suha said, if America can't come back, then the series ends with Jonah closing up the store. And right before he goes out the door to leave, Parker runs up to him. And obviously Jonah lifts him up and laughs and then looks behind him and says, Amy. I would vomit. <laughs> I, I'm not even Get joking. ready to I vomit, vomit, Casey. Get ready. Yeah. That would be, that um, would be a miscarriage of justice. I even want Amy to come back, but that's a little too much cheese for me even. <laughs> Just I, I only say that because they're not that kind of show. Like they just don't write things that sweet. I'm not trying to be mean, but it's just they don't write things that sweet on Superstore. I would start a petition to get those people sent to Guantanamo Bay. That is <laughs> one of the worst things I've ever heard in my life. It needs to be written into a fanfic. You know that would be nice. But um, uh, we have yeah. some questions for the hosts as well. Uh, Rick asks, are you going to go back and recap season two and early season three? Uh, that's the plan so far, I believe. Uh, we've, we're going to take some time mm-hmm. off. 
uh, from the end of the finale, I believe, though. And then we can come back and figure out uh, what we're doing there. Um, Elijah asks, are we going to find a new show to talk about come the fall? That's the plan. Somehow we're going to find something, uh, whether it's Cheyenne and Bo at some point or uh, a different show or just something else. We want to continue doing something with this uh with with the three of us uh, specifically uh super store tv nbc ask what is the favorite episode that we've all discussed mm-hmm. that we've discussed or just our favorite episode uh i guess yeah i guess our, well, yeah, well, you can go ahead and just say your favorite episode okay because i was gonna say my favorite episode is from season two <laughs> tornado or um, actually, Black Friday. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Just from start to finish, it's one of the top ones that's made me laugh the most. I and don't I feel remember like... my rankings, but I definitely have Color Wars yeah. and uh, Up All Night or the, the All Nighter one. All Nighter, yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm, that's a good one. Yeah, I'd probably... I've forgotten so many of them, honestly. Uh, I'd probably say Black Friday might be... My favorite one. It's Seasons just, uh, so one through four were the were the high of the show. I feel. Yeah, season two, man, is like almost perfection. I mean, it's so good. <laughs> so many. Um, I just and Black Friday is just like you know for the world of retail. If you, mm-hmm. I mean, ev- just when you watch that, you're like, yes, 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 and all of those things. Um, it's just so well done. So this was our unofficial 100th episode, and what that means, I guess, is when you add in all of the uh, the break room 15s or the uh, interviews and all that kind of stuff, it uh, adds up to 100 because we've we've had we we number our normal episodes with the show, uh, but then there were some that we didn't number as a full episode because they were like a shorter one. So yeah, we're at like a hundred now, uh, apparently to DJ's count. I, I didn't double check that. I didn't count. So, uh, just going to take his word for that. But so we're celebrating that before the show ends here. Um, so thank you everybody that's, you know, been with us and, uh, mm-hmm. you know, gave us feedback and left reviews and, um, joined us on this wild journey and if you want to send us more of that stuff you can reach us on twitter at tbr podcast instagram at tbr podcast facebook.com slash break room superstore or email the break room ss at gmail.com uh that that's uh that wraps us up any any last words anybody here as we uh wrap up this uh, episode just that the um i'm ready to see all of the heartbreaking posts that the cast will be probably they have already started yes because they were filming the day we yes, were, were recording they, this <laughs> yeah they're wrapping filming today uh, and so it's a happy and but bittersweet day but um we look forward to the sad but beautiful posts of their goodbyes so all right Casey, any last words? Uh, it'll be interesting to see where they go. Um, this might have been the first 
that they did after finding out about the cancellation or the last one before they found out about the cancellation. Um, so at this point with five left, two of them being the finale. Uh, so basically you got three, three episodes left before the finale. Um, the, the finale is two episodes. Uh, that, that's considered two episodes because yeah. it's an hour, right? Yeah, it's a it's an hour Supposedly, long, but it's just two episodes. Yeah. I mean, right. l- let's be clear here for all the people that were complaining about that before. Even when shows like The Office or whatever would have hour long uh, finales, they would be considered two episodes of production. So, mm-hmm. um, obviously, I, d- I don't think that this is going to be a two parter or anything. I, I just think that they're putting it on one night to build it as a hour long finale, but it's not very different from what other shows have had happen to them. Um, or, you know, the finale itself was never going to be two hours and consider itself one uh, or be an hour and and consider itself one episode. Um, Mm -hmm. usually those things will then get broken down into two and they have to be for syndication or distribution rights and the way that they, credit and pay the writers and the directors and all this kind of stuff. So yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. So, uh, so even an hour long that would premiere as one would then eventually get cut into two and it would have been produced as two. Like it would have counted as, um, uh, as two production codes and all that kind of stuff. So, uh, we're really not that much different from other shows, but I I believe that ultimately it's, it's not going to be one, tied together storyline unless if they've already planned that before they knew it was going to air on one night because originally it was scheduled to air on two different nights right yeah well I think I think uh, because I think it I think both of them will probably be one coherent storyline simply because if if maybe now moved it if yeah now because if they moved it to an hour um, it's either a they just didn't care and just want it want this to be done and over with or it might be easier to just put it all together as one. Um, so, that, like I said, that gives us, what, three episodes to kind of set up for the finale. Um, this is going to sound weird. I don't have a lot of confidence that they're going to be able to set up going to the finale in a good way. Um, just from what I've seen of this season so far, it doesn't leave me with very high hopes. Maybe it's just me. Maybe I'm wrong. But Yeah, we'll have to see. Um, this season has been kind of up and down, I think. A lot of us would agree, you know, in terms of um, yeah. episodes. Uh, but nevertheless, I mean, I'm trying to have hope but be realistic at the same time so that I'm not, you know. <laughs> but uh, we will have to wait and find out. Yeah, so we will uh, be here for next week and breaking down that uh, that other episode that we talked about, which was deep cleaning. We'll talk about that next time, and we will uh, catch you all next time. Have a hap- heavenly day. I'm going to say it. I'm going to be like Glenn. I'm going to say have a heavenly day. We'll catch you all next time. <laughs>